0: So, uh, I've never been a big eater, but I do remember this period of time around the age of 14 where I was like a human garbage disposal. Like literally, I've been a lightweight my whole life. I was a late bloomer my whole life as well, but it was like something happened my sophomore year of high school, and it's like my body just shifted gears and was ready to make up for lost time. I was gonna break that 100 mark and get to 100 pounds, and um, I, I, I remember I was just hungry all the time, especially, and some, some of you, if you're a student in the room, maybe you can identify with me, At around 3 p.m., like right as school was getting out, I swear I was going to die, because I was so hungry, and I'd race home, um, and it wasn't uncommon for me during that time to eat a half a box of cereal, a couple yogurts a sleeve of Ritz crackers paired with the finest cheese whiz you could find <laughs> and then finish it off with a pack of ding-dongs and call it a day this all during watching like one or two episodes of Saved by the Bell it was just like glorious days um, and even after all that I could eat all of that and then two hours later at dinnertime put my eat my family under the table like I just uh, I was eating more than anybody else around um, it was fun it, it was no joke I remember racing home Sometimes from from school and opening up going we had these really big tall cupboards um, That were like double door kind of a pantry thing and I remember just opening them all the doors and just Standing back and just gleefully looking at like what am I gonna do like this is gonna be so fun like so many Possibilities should I go sweet or should I go savory or should I go both? You know, like start with potato chips and with ice cream? Or should I go like European cuisine and eat the Gardettos? You know, like it's just it's so many options, so many. Those good times. It was, it was simpler back then for me. But I was a young man who knew what I wanted and I knew where to find it. And at that time, it was in the pantry. So we're this, starting a series today called The Pantry. And my goal for us, for all of us, in this series is to become a little bit more like 14 year old Josh. Not in the consumption of junk food, because that, like, like, that would break a lot of our New Year's resolutions immediately, probably. And some of us might actually die if we ate food like that. <laughs> so I'm not saying that way. I'm saying I want us to become a little bit more like 14 year old Josh in our hunger, in, in, in the idea of hunger. And knowledge. I was I was a boy who, who was hungry and I knew where to find the food that I needed. And, and in a slightly different way, I want us through this series. My goal for us is for us to become more hungry uh, for God Himself and to f- talk about ways where we can so we grow in our knowledge of, of where we can find that nourishment. How do we nourish ourselves? In God in the Lord and honestly if that's a foreign concept to you I, I'm really glad you're here today. I know like this like that might be verbiage that you didn't you haven't used Maybe you didn't grow up using even if you went to church. I understand that um, But here's what here's where I'm going with this Just like a well stocked pantry where there's myriads of options, right? You, you, you could probably maybe you have a pantry like this at home where you can just go in and it's like man What do I want to eat today? You know, what, you know, I want some protein, I want some carbs, do I want to make some Italian, do you want to make some whatever, Mexican? You know, like we have these these pantries that are full of food. And and just like there's pantries with myriads of options for feeding ourselves, so too I believe that God has provided for us a multiple like a multitude of ways for us to nourish ourselves in Him, for us to experience Him in a way that, that brings nourishment. To us Um, it brings nourishment to our souls there's a a verse one probably the most famous prayer in the in the the New Testament maybe even the Bible as a whole is um, the the Lord's Prayer how many of you just as a show of hands grew up maybe praying or saying the Lord's Prayer in church or at home yeah so a lot of us are familiar with with it, it's found in, in what we call the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And it's, it's a prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. And, and his disciples, Matthew, Mark, Luke, the, some of those guys, they wrote down this prayer. And it was on it was at a day where, on a day where um, his disciples came to him and said, Hey, you know, there's this, your, your buddy John over here, he has guys following him, and, and he teaches them how to pray. Would you teach us how to pray? You know, like, we, we, we like what you're saying. This is early on in Jesus' ministry. They didn't know him all that well, and they're like, you know, how, teach us how to pray. And Jesus said the following words. We'll put them up on the screen, and this might bring you back to your childhood if you grew up in church. It's Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Our Father in heaven. This, again, this is Jesus talking to his disciples, his followers, people who want to become like him. And he's saying, you know, how do we pray? And this is, this is what he g- gives to them. He says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I never knew what that word meant when I was growing up as a kid. And hallowed be thy name. It means like holy is your name, set apart is your name. You're not like us, Lord. You are, you are, you are perfect, you are above us. Holy is your name, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. As opposed to ours, right? Your kingdom come. I want God, when we say this prayer, we're we're asking him to, you have your way. I'm not going to ask to have my way. I want you to have your way. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then he says this phrase, and this is where we're going today. Give us today our daily bread. Everybody just say daily bread. Give us today our daily bread. Bread, And forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. You could spend a lifetime studying this verse. and And there's a lot of people who have, actually. But what I want us to focus on today is that phrase, give us today our daily bread. And see, Jesus, in that, you know, giving them this prayer, what what he was doing was he was making this comparison he was, it was an illustration it was an example right give us today our daily bread and of course maybe that that is includes our actual food right like we if you're if you're a god fearing or god follower or jesus follower in a sense you you know that you 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 recognize where things come from that god is providing for us right and this idea that the what we have is a gift from him including our food but Jesus here is going beyond food when he says, give us today our daily bread. Basically, what he's saying is just like we need food for our physical bodies, right? Like, I don't do well without food. <laughs> Anybody else? Anybody else get hangry when you don't, you know, like, you know, hangry, right? Like, you're so hungry, you get angry? You know, of course we need food, and, and we need food on a daily basis, Right? Jesus is making the comparison that we also, not only do we need food for our physical bodies, but we need food for our souls as well. That we need food for our spirit. I was thinking about it this week, and I was thinking, it's like, food gives us energy for the day. I I think what Jesus is talking about here with daily bread is our daily bread gives us perspective for that day, right? Does that make sense? Like, like, like our daily bread when we spend time with God and when we when we connect with him when we uh, this is the idea of, of daily bread of doing something daily to to um, um, to connect with God is we we feed ourselves on him um, in fact Jesus in, in a couple chapters before this he was in the desert and he got tempted by it's, uh, the text records that he was tempted by the devil and he was in the desert for, on this big fast for like 40 days and the one of the ways that the devil tempted him, the first way he tempted him was like, hey, see those rocks right there? I bet you can't turn those into bread. You know, like, I bet you can't do that. He was trying to trick him into breaking this, this, this holy space, this spiritual experience. And, and, and do you remember what Jesus replied, if you're familiar with this story? He's like, man does not live on bread alone, but on, what is it, on, the, on every word from the Father or something like that. Basically, hey, there's more to life than just food. And here, if you're, if you're here today and you're like, I'm not sure about this idea of being able to connect with God, like I would consider myself a spiritual person, but maybe not religious, and I've never understood, like, reading the Bible and, and, and you know, like, you know, this idea that I'm supposed to do that and it's supposed to be meaningful, I understand that. In fact, I'm really glad that you're here today if, if that's you. But here's the thing. I think for Jesus, where was I going with that? Um... He was, he, he was tempted, we were talking about temptation, and we are talking about daily bread, um, and then, so he, uh, what's that? Rocks in the bread. Darn it. Man, I had something really good for y'all. I guess you don't <laughs> have it today. Um, yeah, turning rocks into bread. Um, but this idea of, I'm going to just keep moving, this idea of, of doing something every day, there's, you give us today our, our daily bread give us give lord lord give us give me something today where that sustains not just my body but my soul as well oh i remember what it was if you're a person that doesn't necessarily you're not sure how that works there you we all agree that there is a spiritual aspect to life whether you believe in god or whether you believe or what you believe about god take for instance i was thinking about this week if you went on a vacation right and on that vacation say it was paradise say it was the beach. It was everything you've ever wanted, like, we've maybe had vacations like that, or been places where we had everything, we had the food we want, and we still, there was still something missing. Have you ever been kind of just like, you're a little bit off on vacation, or you're a little bit snappy with your kids, and you're like, why, why am I snappy? It's not because you're lacking physical food, daily food and water, right? It's not because you're hungry physically, thirsty physically. But there is something that is hungry in your spirit. Right, we've experienced that where we have our physical needs, but our something is still wrong. We're still just a little bit off. That's the idea of the spirit, and in the Christian faith, what 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 Jesus teaches us is we need to, in order to not be spiritually hangry, <laughs> you know, we need to connect. We there's we need give us this day our daily bread that there's things that we can do and not only there's things we can do to connect with God and to uplift our spirits but we need to do that regularly so it's not just regularly, daily just like you know I had a great meal yesterday I'll be hungry in an hour it's the same way spiritually and so in this series we're gonna talk about the pantry we're gonna talk about the ways the many ways that you can nourish yourself spiritually because I believe that God has has made limitless possibilities. And if you've grown up in the church and you grew up with the idea of daily devotions or quiet time or reading the Bible or you went to like confirmation and they taught you to pray the Our Father or or they taught you to pray the Rosary and and if you've you've struggled with that in the past, if you're a person that's just like, man, I've never been able to make that stick, to do something on a daily basis, this series is for you. Because we're going to see that the many, many possibilities that there are. And, and if you've ever struggled with that, what we're going to find out, we're gonna, the premise that I'm working off of here today is two, two things. It's two folders, a slide for this. It's simpler than you think. And not only is it simpler than you think, you're closer than you think. If you've struggled with this idea of doing something like, yeah, church is great, you know, but the, that, that daily thing, like what to do from Monday to Saturday, and like the idea of praying with my kids and that kind of stuff, praying with my spouse, I've, we've just never really done that. This series is really for you because what I'm, what we're going we're to blow the hinges off of it and hopefully expand our idea of, of, of how many possibilities, how limitless it is. How, I mean, we're talking about a God who created the universe, right? An infinite God. And I believe that there's infinite ways to connect with him. And I believe that it's not as hard as you think, it's, or it's simpler than you think, and you're closer to it than you think. Here's what I mean by it's simpler than you think. Christianity is one of the, the deepest richest traditions in the world honestly like i I, some of you guys know i've been to bible school i've been to seminary and i still here's another thing you should know we're going to talk about this more next week but like when i open the bible even though i've studied the bible for years and years and years like i I still have to use the notes i still have to look things up because that's how deep this thing called christian faith is i believe that christian christianity is is super deep, super rich, but at the same time, I believe following Jesus is really simple. Beautifully simple, actually. I remember one time I was a youth pastor back in the day, and we used to do these Denver days where we would just be like, all the things we can't do in Evergreen, I'd grab the kids and we'd be like, let's go one of the one of the days like we do everything from like go to see movies go thrift store shopping like they love that that was like the best and mm-hmm. that and one day like during the fall you know like we have no leaves up here we just drove around until we found a yard full of leaves knocked on the door and said like, can we rake up your leaves and then jump into them and that, that was like an hour and a half of pure bliss so much fun one of the things that I did um, during one of those Denver days is I, I actually took him to my alma mater or my seminary alma mater I took him to the library Of my seminary and it's this huge It's probably ten of these rooms full of books and I just sent the kids out I said go grab go grab go find a book that interests you and and they just went all you know like they came back with all of these different kinds of books some of them weren't even you know some of them were in Hebrew some of them were in German one kid found a mad magazine which I was like props that's like really cool (laughs) And then, and then, like, one kid came back with a book that you could hurt somebody with. It was so big, you know. And, and I said, listen, guys, there is a lifetime of exploring who God is. This room right here doesn't even scratch the surface. These books that were written hundreds of years ago, some of them were written last year. Like, like people will continue writing books about who God is and theology and the Bible and commentaries forevermore. Because the, there's the depth, right? There's a richness to this faith. But I also believe that following Jesus is beautifully simple. A, a man came up to Jesus during his ministry, and he said, oh, I was trying to trap him, actually. And he's like, hey, what, Jesus, we have 614 command, commandments as Jewish people, and then on top of that, we've, there's a bunch of other laws that, that, that to interpret those laws that, that, that kind of made... Um, and he's like, what's the greatest of those laws? Some of you might remember this. And Jesus, without missing a beat, just hops right in. He says, the greatest law is this. Love the Lord your God with what? All your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. That's the greatest commandment. And the second one is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And the guy, I, I picture the guy asking like, took two steps back, like, whoa. It's pretty good. It's pretty, and Jesus said, "Yeah, there's all these laws, and there is. There's a lot. There's a lot to faith, as we would want it to be, right? But yeah, in its simple practice, in its beautiful practice, is this idea of just love God with all you got, and then as you love God, love each other. Just one word, love. It's simple. It's beautiful. It's wonderful, right? Another guy, Paul, wrote later um, in Galatians, he's like, the, he's, he's talking, this is Paul who is a, who knew these laws, the 614 laws, backwards and forwards. He kept them better, like, with the best of them. He was a champ that way. And then he had an encounter with Jesus that kind of turned things upside down, if you know his story. And he wrote some letters to his friend, one, time, one of the days that he wrote this to his friends, he said, the only thing that really counts in this thing called faith is faith expressing itself through love it's pretty simple so yes there's this depth to God but it's also there's that's why I think it's simpler than you think to connect with with God there um, there's this thing called the Westminster Shorter Catechism I'm I, I thought about like I'm gonna make him say that like say Westminster Shorter Catechism I, I said that's a bad idea <laughs> And the Westminster Shorter Catechism is, honestly, again, like, I've, I've been to seminary. I didn't even know what it was. I, I know this line that we're going to look at here in a second. But I didn't know what that was. I don't know what the rest of it says, okay? I, don't, I had to look it up. It had something to do with the Scottish and the Irish trying to kind of unify their churches back in the sixth, 17th century. And, and they wrote all of these different things. But in the very front of it, they wrote this one line that's just beautiful. It goes like this. The chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And then they go on to write all of these different things about theology and who God is and what the church is and what they do. But, but like, up towards the top, this is the very first part of the creed. The chief end of man. I love these words. We're going to, ch- like, in, in this series, in, in this idea of of. of nourishing ourselves with God, you'll come across things like you're going to have to look up words in the dictionary, and that's okay. It's okay to not know what these words mean. The chief end of man, I don't talk that way. You know, Jake, the chief end of this week is, we should start though. It'd be fun. Um, maybe we will. The chief end of man, what, what does it mean? The purpose, the, the, the greatest pur- purpose that, that a man or a woman can attain is this, to glorify God, to bring glory to God throughout their life, to just constantly say, God, you're the best. God, take this. God, I trust you. To glorify God, and then the next phrase, and to enjoy him forever. Period. That's it. Now, I don't know if you've ever been scared away by faith and church and like sit down, stand up, all of this stuff. Just put all of that aside, okay? Because you're closer than you think. In order to, to, to follow Christ, all you need to do is glorify God, which is, that's kind of a $10 word, right? Glorify, I'm not sure about that. But how about enjoy Him forever? You're just supposed to enjoy Him. That's that's pretty cool. That not that, that a little bit easier? We're closer than you think. Uh, it, it's simpler than you think, and we're closer than you think. And the reason why, like, okay, to enjoy God, the reason why I think you you can and know how to enjoy God is because you enjoy other people. I know you do. There are people in in life that bring a smile to your face, right? There's a a quote from John Piper that I found this week that I I just want to read. It's a quote as well as an exercise. I want you to do this, okay? It goes like this. Think of the kindest person you know, the most loving person, the wisest person, the most patient person, the most intelligent person. You, you, you're starting to see, these are a lot of different people, right? There's probably not one person that does all these things. Think of the kindest person, the most loving, the wisest person, the most patient person, the most intelligent person, the strongest person, the most tender hearted person, the happiest person, the most peaceful person. Are you thinking about some of these people? Think, get them in your mind. Think of these people who are full of peace, who are kind the most optimistic the meekest the most courageous who's the most courageous person that you know the most articulate person the person with the best sense of humor the most generous person you got some of those people in your mind some of you are smiling right now think about what it's like to enjoy these persons when their personalities are at their best. So not, not just these persons, but imagine if like, that's, that's how they always are. Imagine, think of what it's like to enjoy these persons when they're at their best. And then John Piper goes on to write this. Then combine all of these good traits of all those persons into one person. And then increase those traits to the level of perfection in quality. Are you guys following me? Are you following this? Imagine all of like the take take your favor, take your 10 favorite people. Combine them into one person. Elevate what they do that makes you feel great, you know, like what makes you love them to perfection. They always do this. They do this for you and for every person, okay? Increase those traits to perfection and quality and to infinite beauty in how they are proportioned and exercised. And then let all of that enjoyment of all those persons, for all those personal excellencies height, heightened to perfection, give, that gives you some hint of what it's like to enjoy God fully. Because guess what? God created those people. He created those people in his image is what we believe if you're a Christian. Which means when you look eyeball to eyeball with somebody that you really enjoy, what you're really enjoying is not actually, it, it is them. But beyond that, it's him. And that's why I say I think we're closer to enjoying him than we, can, than we think. Because, you, because we enjoy each other. Because people make us laugh. Because people make us feel at home. We admire people's courage. Those traits come from one person, our God. And we can, and, and what Piper's saying here is, we can enjoy him similarly. Isn't that cool? Doesn't that change things a little bit? Like it, Honestly, and if, if you're here and you're still... Um, Oh, here's the other thing. Is if, if, a, if a person of that caliber or quality, you're like, oh man, I don't even know if I could be around that person. You've got to keep in mind also, if you're overwhelming, overwhelmed or intimidated, keep in mind that he's in, not only is this person awesome, he's sincerely interested in you. <sighs> like he thinks you're the best thing since sliced bread. <sighs> like like he, he, he loves you, he made you. He, not only does God love you, he enjoys you. And then he says, enjoy me. God is most glorified in you when you are most satisfied in him. That's our big idea for today. God is most, sati- er, God is most glorified in you. you if, if we want to bring glory to God, we just need to satisfy ourselves in him. The chief end of man is to glorify God and just enjoy him forever. I wrote down in my notes this, this week. I, this isn't in my notes here, but I wrote down on my phone because I wanted to remember this. I want to remind myself, I'm really in this, like, productive phase right now where things need to get done, and if they don't, I feel bad about myself. And it's like, it's just kind of the pace of life right now. And I wrote down the phrase, that went something like this, like, no day is wasted that is spent enjoying God. That is so freeing to me. Can I tell you how freeing that is to me? When I, I've got this huge to-do list, and it's true. I need to get those things done. But no day is wasted that is spent just simply enjoying him. Oh, it's so refreshing to my soul. I hope it's refreshing to yours. Especially if you, you've kind of doubted yourself of, like, I don't know if I'm a good, I, I, I believe in God, but I don't know if I'm a good Christian. Like, if you've ever had those ideas in your mind, I hope those, this kind of just washes over you today. It, it's, you're closer than you think. It's simpler than you think. Just love and enjoy Him. Can I tell you what um, some of the things in my pantry are? Like, we're talking about the pantry, we're talking about ways to connect with God and and how we can enjoy him, right? And I I wanted to share my list. I had a really fun time thinking about it this week, of all the ways that I've connected with him in the past. Um, A couple things before I give you my list. This is my pantry. This isn't yours. It doesn't need to be yours. Steal from my pantry, absolutely. You, You can take whatever you want. But... It don't feel like you need to. This is my pantry. It, it doesn't need to be yours, too. Um, these are things that I've done th- in my lifetime, not in the last week. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to give a list, and you're going to be like, dude, Josh is super holy. <laughs> and you're like, I haven't done some of these in over a decade. But I, wanna, I, I, I just wrote them down because it's like they're ways that they're nourished me in the past, so I wanted to bring them up. And then third, uh, the purpose of this is not, again, to make me look good or like, Josh is super holy. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's just simply, to, I want us to help us to see, I want us to help think outside the box. I want us to see the plethora of great ideas, of ways that we can connect with him. I want, I want, to, I want you to see, my goal for this is for you to reflect on your pantry. If, if you're a person that, that's a, a person of faith and you want to follow Christ, you want to connect with God, I'm hoping it sparks. They're like, oh, I, there was that one time, I, I should do that again or I want to try this, or I want to talk to so-and-so about this. We good? Here's my list. Here's my pantry. I have a few books and authors that mean the world to me. C.S. Lewis, John Stott, Bob Goff, Richard Foster. Those are just a, a couple of them. I have books that are so dear to me, that, that, and they're old, that if I open them, just the smell of them makes me enjoy God. I'm not even kidding. They're so precious to me because of what They've taught me over the years. Um, I, another thing that's really precious to me is the notes, and I've talked to you guys about this before. Like, if you read the Bible and you don't write in the margin, the, you, change it up. Like, that could be one of the best ways that you can enjoy God. Here I am telling you what to do in your pantry. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, what for me, the notes in my Bible, the little scribbles that I've made, and I've started to date them, which is really cool because now I'm looking back and I'm like, oh, my gosh that happened then, I remember that those mean the world to me switching gears a little bit many of you know I love to be in the outdoors one of the ways that I love to I do this silly thing I told Christy about it yesterday and I realized I've never told anybody about this before but here you go so don't tell anybody else outside of this room I when I'm in places that I love and I'm in like just in a good spot with the Lord I just grab a handful of dirt and I massage the grit of that dirt into my hand and just enjoy it. Like, God, I, I'm enjoying you so much, I enjoy your dirt right now. It's kind of like what it is. And I like different dirts, I like sands and like gravel. You know, like, I just like to feel that on my hand. I just enjoy him. It might sound weird, but that's one of the things I do. Music is another big one for me. Singing his songs, the hymns, Hillsong, Bethel. Uh, even like bands like One Republic, their lyrics they get me every time. Um, Johnny Cat the journey like like Kansas I'm not kidding you like like you we can laugh but here's the reality is you start enjoying God everywhere and you start seeing him everywhere (laughs) you start seeing him in lyrics like carry on my wayward son or don't stop believing (laughs) some days I need that and I need to just jam out in my car and listen to those songs and those mean a lot to me and I enjoy him sunrises of course probably much like you we did, we, I call it Magic Hour on our hill. We live on this, literally right behind here. We live on this mountain, and it's gorgeous. At about right now, about 3:30 p.m., the, the shadows get long and the tones get warm, and I just enjoy Him. I had this prayer rock at our last house. It's this little rock outcropping just ne- on the next door neighbor's land that I just go sit on, and it had this panoramic view, and I, I just enjoy Him. Prayer with Christy after hard day, uh, hard day. Christy and I don't have a prayer regimen. We don't pray together on a regular basis. But one of the things I notice is, like, when we have a hard day, she's really good, and I need to get better at this, but she's like, let's pray. And some of those prayer times are, are, are really meaningful to me. Um, I love doing devotions or reading my Bible in a new place, like a, like a coffee shop or especially somewhere with a view. It's kind of like um, looking at a new paint, painting from my favorite artist. So, anytime I'm in a new place, like, like we were in, um, we did a road trip to Portland this last weekend, it's like those, new, those landscapes. I just wanted to, to just sit down and pray and read and, and, and see his, his new paintings. I love solos in the wilderness. Again, I don't do this, I, I don't do this like every month. I, do, I, I don't even remember the last time I did one of those, but like a solo, just me in the wilderness, it means a lot to me, enjoying him. Uh, the solitude, is it's like kind of somber, and then I have to, to kind of like reach out to him for him to fill me up, and I love that. Um, one of the things I like to do is I like to read whole books of the Bible. Um, I like to like pick a book and set down a couple hours. I, again, I rarely do this, I, I, but it's a great way to just see how the rhythm of a book um, and what the author was trying to do in it meditating and memorizing a passage Uh, road trips with Christy just Christy not the kids that's not a holy moment at all (laughs) love my kids the road warriors but come on and um, we get that dashboard time and it's awesome I love to daydream about heaven like literally like get distracted by like what's that what are colors gonna be like in heaven like you know like what are sunrises what are what, what will I be able to do what will I not be able to do in heaven, there's a book I read by Randy Alcorn called Heaven, um, and that's like his life thesis, and that just totally changed the way I look at this, the, our 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 next life. Um, road, uh, the road. There's a specific road to Rose Valley Ranch, which is a, a, a ranch that I used to work at in the summertime as a fly fishing guide, and there's I I'd be jamming out to pop music or listening to a, a podcast or a hunting podcast or something like that, but if I, as soon as I make this one turn. I turn everything off and I just start praying. And I pray out loud. I pray for the Lord to bless my time and bless the people that'll be there. But it's like this—I don't know how it started, but it's like this tradition. Honestly, my my truck is kind of like a cockpit for prayer. Like I talk a lot. Like if you probably see me running around town, like like I'm talking to myself. I'm not insane. Well, maybe I am, but I'm <laughs> usually praying. I love to listen to sermons or podcasts while I'm, I'm building something or cleaning something. It's one of my favorite ways to just kind of enjoy. The work that god's given me while i'm listening to who he you know people talking about who he is here's one that i that that every once in a while if i'm having a really bad day and i'm I'm like if i've done something that i'm ashamed of i take a shower and and um some i forget where i learned this but it was like a a professor or somebody in seminary talked about like what happens when we confess our sin to god it's kind of like all that soap scum that comes off of us, off of our body. Watch it go down the drain. And then just remind yourself that that's gone because you're forgiven in Christ. That's a, that, that's a wonderful way to enjoy God. Um, other cultures. I have friends in Mexico, and I love to see their expression of faith. Some, some of you guys have traveled, and you see how other people pray. They pray differently than we do. The things that are dear to them are, are different than ours, and and I love that communion. I I could go on and on, but that it's the pantry. What's yours? What's in yours? And as I'm talking, maybe you thought of times where you're like yeah, I I've, I've experienced that in the wilderness. I I've, I've I have this special place as well. That's amazing. You're closer than you think. It, it it's simpler than you think. Fill your life full of that. Of those things. And don't worry about, like, oh man, I, I have a short list. This is the beautiful thing about it. It's your daily bread. You know, all you have to do about is worry about how am I going to enjoy him this day. Don't worry about tomorrow. How am I going to enjoy him now? How am I going to be nourished by him now? And then do that. See how this is different than sit down and read your Bible. Not that I'm dogging that. In fact, we'll spend a whole week talking about how to read the Bible because it's super important. It's a good meaty pantry activity. But we've got to we blow up our perspective on this. We have to think about it. And, and here's, here's why we have to think about it. Because y- your life demands it. My life demands it. Every day we face things that are difficult, that are loud, right? And we know our faith can add something to that. But a lot of times it's just our faith is so quiet compared to the loud that we're experiencing. So we got to crank up the volume. we got to think outside the box. But it's all right there. What we're going to find out in this series is it's all right there at our fingertips. Here's a couple others that, that I wrote down, like Terry Tucker, who's a really, really dear friend of mine. Um, it, that, it, her, her daily thing is a, is a comfy chair, this special chair at her house, some swanky, fancy coffee that she makes, and her cat. And that is like holy ground. For my neighbor, Ben McComb, who we have a view of Mount Evans at our house, and they have, they have this stunning view. I know probably 99% of the days in the last 40 years he's been up at sunrise watching Mount Evans turn from dark to purple to orange and just thanking and basking in God's glory. That's his. What's yours? <laughs> this is a funny story. In college, there was this girl, and I can't even remember her name, but she was just having a good day, and, and she was nourished by God, she was enjoying God, she was out in front of our, the dormitory, and she's like, God, I love everything about you. I love what you've made, I love who you are, I love your sense of humor, and, and she wasn't praying this out loud, she was just kind of praying this in her head, because you know there's people around and stuff like this, she's like, I just love you, I love your sense of humor, and as she said that, a bird flew over and crapped on her leg. enjoying him. What's yours? Pantry has many options. And The goal is today. Just today. Let tomorrow worry about tomorrow. But enjoy him today. I got to read this. I, I read this, this quote from Charles Spurgeon probably a year ago, and I I've, I've probably tried to work it into like five sermons because I love it so much, and it made this one Again, this is full of words. He talks about balsam. I don't know what balsam is, but you'll get the drift. You'll see the beauty. You'll see the poetry. Like, we don't have to understand everything about it to enjoy it, okay? It goes like this. Oh, there is, in contemplating Christ, a balm for every wound. In musing on the Father, there is a quietus for every grief. And in the influence of the Holy Spirit, there is a balsam for every sore. Would you lose your sorrows? Would you drown your cares? Then go plunge yourself in the Godhead's deepest sea. Be lost in his immensity. And you shall come forth as from a couch of rest, refreshed and invigorated. I know nothing which can comfort the soul. So calm the swelling billows of grief and sorrow. So speak to the winds of trial as a devout musing upon the subject of the Godhead. Go lose yourself in him. We're going to sing three more songs. Lose yourself in those songs. Lose yourself. Let your cares drown. Let them drown your cares away. And let the the truths about God in those songs wash over you as you lose yourself in him today. Imagine if you knew where the pantry was. And you knew you could walk into it and nourish yourself every day. I need it. And I think so do you. Let's do that, let's talk about that and develop that in the weeks to come. It's simpler than you think. You're closer than you think. And God is most glorified in you when you are most satisfied in him. Just enjoy him. In the weeks to come, we'll get more specific about specific ways that we can do this. And and just so you know, like anything that's worth doing, this will take time if this seems far reach to you but it's something you desire stick with it it's worth it it's one of those things it just it gets easier as you do it and it gets richer as you do it um, if you it, it, so obviously what I want you to do this week is, is go to the pantry do something to enjoy him and if you find yourself doing that and you want to snap a photo of it throw it on Facebook Instagram tag Colorado Life Church on it let's encourage each other what do you, you know, like what you're discovering, what you're doing, and what you're doing to it, just simply enjoy him. Amen? Let's pray.